Hello and welcome to this edition of the Oasis Teen Podcast. I'm Pastor Thomas Hogan. I'm the Family Life Pastor at Escondido First Nazarene. And remember, as you go through this day and through the week, God is our oasis. Today I want to talk about quiet time. Quiet time is a spiritual discipline. Spiritual disciplines are exercises or practices that can add to our daily life to help grow into Christ-like believers. And come on, I know, I believe that all of us as Christians want to live lives that God can bless. And quiet time is the practice of reading scripture, of asking questions to God and praying to God, of what we read, and allowing God the space to answer. I think about this season that we are in, this time that we're in as Christians. We're, as I've said in previous podcasts, we're slowed down. We, we have more time on our hands. And so this, how are we going to use this, this time that's been given to us? And as I look online and I uh, follow along on social media, I see that God is mobilizing the church. The church is connecting and doing things that it, it hasn't done, and there's these wonderful things. But when I see all of that, and, and man, what a huge blessing that is to, to see our churches mobilize that way and connect that way. I wonder behind all of that, at looking at the individual Christians, Are they using this time that that has been given in their personal lives to connect with God? The most important relationship. When we connect with God, all other relationships in our life fall into place. When we put God first, all the our list just the things just fall into place. When we put God first, then our families come next, our friends. Our relationships with our our fellow Christians and peers, they all begin to fall into proper order. And we're slow enough now to have the time to create space for this quiet time where we can connect with God. And so today, and in the next several podcasts, I want to guide us into how this quiet time works. And I want to use... Uh, an example for my own quiet time to help guide you in this. And my prayer is that you'll add this to your daily life, that when this season of being uh, so slow and and, uh, quarantined in our houses is over, this is something, a habit, a practice that you've done for all this time that will continue. It isn't something you'll stop. It will become a part of who you are because of the relationship you're developing with God, our Father in heaven. So in this, this, I want us to just start off with, I want to put 10 minutes. Now, you'll start with 10 minutes, but you may find it. You may find it right away that that's not enough time. You need more than 10 minutes because of what God wants to say and what God is showing you in scripture, what God wants to do in your life as you read these passages and he begins to speak to you. Now, to to do this, there's some things that we need to have ready. 
And so the first thing, you need a Bible. And I would recommend the study Bible. If, if you don't have one, maybe ask one of your parents. Or you can go to a website and use free ones like a Bible Gateway. You need a journal or, or papers that you can write on. Any paper will do. And of course, you're going to be doing writing, so you need a pen or, or a pencil. Are you ready? Great. Let's jump into this, and, and I just hope this is as, as exciting for you as it is for me. So take your Bible and turn to Philippians chapter 1. And as you go into this, you're going to see that the first thing you need to do is kind of use your study Bible to see what the context of the letter and the chapter is. We need to know and we need to remember what's going on. So as we look at Philippians, we need to understand that Paul is under house arrest in Rome. In this, we learn in chapter 1, and you're going to read it, that Paul is chained to a guard. In this case, it's not just any guard. No, they've assigned the Praetorian guard, and one guard every four hours chained to Paul. Now, Praetorian Guard, you may not know what that is, but think special ops in the Roman army. Uh, they are the ones that often are called on to and often did guard the Caesar. And so they were special guards. Chapter 1, as, as we dig into it and as you read it, you're going to see that, at least I have found, that it's kind of divided into three sections. Uh, verses 1 through 11 is all about prayer, Paul's prayer for those that are coming to the gospel and those in the church in Philippi. And verses 12 through 18 are the circumstances that Paul is in and his attitude in those circumstances. And, and based on all of that, verses 1 through 18, he ends the chapter 19 through 30 with Christian conduct. So as you read for yourselves, you might find different ways of dividing the chapter. You may go, no, I, I see four, or, or I think it's just one. It's all about prayer. God will guide you as you read it. So for our time, and, and what we're going to do as we learn this example, I want us to focus on uh, verses 12 through 18. So if you have your Bible, I want to read it with you. So Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 12. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and everyone else that I am in chains in Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some proclaim Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerity, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. So what I want you to do is go back. Go back in your quiet time and read this section again. 
And as you read it, I'd like you to look, look, underline specific words. And we're going to come back to those words later. Box in any descriptions Paul gives of his current circumstances. And once you've done that, pull out your journal or the paper that you've prepared to write on and write down the words you underline. Next to the word, I want, to, I want you to write your understanding or definition of the word. And maybe it's a new word for you. So you get a, a dictionary. You can look it up online if you need to. And write out the definition that stands out to you. And that becomes your working definition for that word. Next, in your journal, write the descriptions. Remember those boxed-in places that you boxed in as you read it in your quiet time of the descriptions that Paul gave of his current circumstances? Write those down. And then using a study Bible or the website Bible Gateway, do some reach research to see if there is anything that could give you understanding to what you've noted about his current circumstances. And then when you're done, read the passage again. And when you get to those words or those boxes, look what you wrote down. And then, yes, I want you to read it again a third time. And this time, just read it and keep that understanding in your mind. And see if God speaks to you. Is there something that stands out? If he says or points out anything to you or, or something now jumps up off the page, write that down in your journal. Because you're noting where God may be speaking to you. And you might find that there's, in what he's revealed, there's something that you may need to apply to your life. So when you close your quiet time, you're going to pray to God. And those things that stood out to you that, that it seems like God wants you to do in your life, or maybe he didn't, but you're done reading and you say, God, I've read this passage. Where are you speaking to me? Where, where does this fit with my life? What do I need to apply to my life? How does this work in my life? And, and pray slowly. Don't be rushed. Let, let God have the space, the time to answer you. So I want to close our time in prayer. Father in heaven, I, I thank you for uh, the inspiration you gave me to want to take our teens on this journey. And I pray for the teens, Father, as they begin this journey with you, this development of quiet time, that, that you would be, bless them in that. That, Father, as they create space and time with you, that you would speak to them, that you would reveal to them in this chapter from your Apostle Paul, who in his circumstances we saw rejoiced, that whatever their circumstances are, they would rejoice because even in their circumstances, they see the deployment of the gospel and people answering your call upon their life. And now, Father, you can then speak into their life and you have the time to call them for what you have planned for their life. So bless Father, I ask their time with you. Answer, Father, their questions, as I know you will. And I pray, Father, that they remember to have patience and to slow down. 
and that this will be a habit for them for the rest of their life. That when this season is over, this part won't go back to normal. Going forward, they have now and will continue to develop a relationship with you, their Father in heaven, and their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they will feel the movement of your spirit in their life and in the lives of others that they come across and they begin to disciple and teach and share the importance of quiet time with you. In the name of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. So until next week, my friends, remember that God is our oasis.